he's definitely helping a lot of people out, even just by putting them on the lineup and having their name on the lineup. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, having your track on Subsidia when it came out, huge, huge. growing yeah. and following. Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. What is up, fam? How are we all feeling this week? I'm sending you good vibes wherever you are listening from. I'm excited you're here. We've got an incredible episode in store for you with a returning guest that I am so excited to welcome back. So we'll get into that in just a minute. I wish I could show you guys the setup in my office right now because essentially I think I mentioned a few episodes ago I bought soundproofing panels to put on the wall behind the tapestry behind me and they've just been sitting in a box in the corner and I I, you know I haven't been into the echo so I, I don't know why it just struck me but I just laid out all of the panels the little foam all over my floor <laughs> until I'm because I'm just lazy I'm lazy and I just can't put them up on the wall yet. So we're going to see if the sound is better and maybe the foam will absorb some of the like reverb in the room. So you guys will let me know how this all sounds, but it looks like a hot ass mess in here right now is all I'm going to say. Okay, first and foremost, I wanted to say thank you to everybody who joined our Zoom call the other night. We had another family Zoom call um, from our Facebook fam. So thank you. Gosh, there were so many people. Chris, Carlos, Grant, Manny, Ashley, Ryan, Katie, Jared, Laura, Domo, Fernando, Sarah, Bree. I know I'm missing people, but thank you guys so much for spending your Monday night with me. It was so much fun. Uh, I like to do these every few months. So if you guys aren't already a part of our Facebook group community, definitely consider joining so you don't miss out on our next group hangout. Um, But yeah, just feeling extremely grateful right now. Thank you guys for showing up every week. Like I wouldn't be doing this podcast now two years later if it wasn't for you listening and spreading the word and all that good stuff so I hope you are enjoying these episodes um I'm always open for feedback let me know what you guys want to hear what topics you want me to cover what guests you want me to have on you know I'm all open to you guys so with that being said I am looking for new submissions for a new topic because it's been a minute since we've done any email submissions so this is one I've wanted to cover for a very long time I want to know what Let's go all the way back. What got you into dance music? What got you into EDM? Was it an artist? Was it a show? Was it a festival? Was it a friend that introduced you to it? Like go all the way back and think about what first got you into dance music and EDM in this community and send me an email. Let me know your story. Um, Email me at raveculturecast at gmail.com. That is raveculturecast at gmail.com. You can put the title, What Got Me Into EDM? Um, And then we'll read all of our stories and we'll talk about like how we actually got here. And I'll share with you guys too, what got me into EDM and my whole story with that. Because I think I've told it like here and there, but we'll do a full episode dedicated to like the people, the artists, the shows, like all that good stuff. So I'm really looking forward to seeing your submissions for that. 
Um, with that being said, you guys know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe. If you're into the podcast, throw a review on iTunes. Make this your Instagram stories today and tag at RaveCultureCast. Um, all that good stuff is always linked in the show notes. Okay, so let's just jump into what today's episode is going to be all about. Like I mentioned, I have a, a guest coming on who has been on the podcast before, Brian, aka the Festival Finesser. Uh, he is one of the content creators that I've known like since early on in my career. He's from New Jersey, um, huge bass head. Like he is known for having content around dubstep, rhythm, bass, like all that good stuff. He's another YouTuber. Um, he's also a DJ now as well. So you guys can see him playing shows locally, but he's great. He's such a hard worker. His video edits are always so, so good. And he's known for his festival vlogs. And like I said, helping people prepare for music festivals. So if you aren't already following the Festival Finesser, you 100% should be. Uh, so with all that being said, you guys are going to learn a little bit about him today, but really we're going to be diving into Lost Lands because I have not covered Lost Lands at all on my channel, on my podcast, because like, you know, I'm not I'm not the biggest bass head in the entire world, but I can fucks with it. You know what I'm saying? So since it's coming up, since the lineup just dropped, I did want to make sure we gave this some justice. And Brian's attended the festival three times. So this is like his jam. So we're going to talk about the festival, the experience, production stages. We're going to dive into the lineup and dissect it a little bit and just chat about everything you need to know about Lost Lands. So with all that being said, you guys, please join me in welcoming Brian to the podcast. All right, you guys. So we have an incredible guest on here today who is back again. He's already been on the podcast, but it's been a minute. Uh, today, I am joined by Brian, aka the Festival Finesser. He is a YouTuber who uh, creates content for festival goers um, with a heavy emphasis on dubstep based rhythm. Uh, he's also a DJ, so you guys can probably catch him playing shows in the tri state area or at bass music festivals around here. Um, Brian, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back <laughs> to see you finally. It's been a while since we've chatted. I know it's been so long. I don't even remember the last festival I saw you at. I was like ever after is over two years ago. Izu, probably. Izu, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That is so fucking crazy. Especially because we're both in New Jersey and we You're probably right. live like 20 minutes from each other. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, are you playing any shows coming up? I am actually. I'm playing a show on Saturday in the the flyer says Brooklyn or Bushwick, but it's technically mm -hmm. in Queens, but New York, New York City-ish. Yep. Um, and then uh, two weeks, I play Big Dub on Thursday. I play two sets, wow. actually, 9 p.m. and 1 a.m., both on Thursday. So, oh, my God, I'm, that's I'm incredible. excited. And I'm kind of happy to play this show on Saturday because it's going to give me a nice like uh, kind of like not refresher, but it's going to like keep me on my toes for Big Dub because now I'm inclined mm -hmm. to get new, fresh stuff because I played the same venue a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm playing same venue, different promoters. Um, but I want to have something fresh and then big dub is going to be like you know the best of the best and i'm gonna they got yeah. full decks it's gonna have all the, the visuals and everything so i'm yeah. gonna go crazy and i feel like a lot of people are gonna come for my set which i wasn't expecting because it's kind of early but um there's not so. too many people competing as like because thursday is usually like the chill day but mm -hmm. um on the main stage at least so if you don't want the chill stuff you can come find the heaviness on the other stages so love it I'm that excited. is so cool. I feel like the last time you were on the podcast too, because I think it was probably back in 2019 at this point, you yeah. were like just starting to pl play shows and that was all picking up. But like, how, how is everything different for you now? Um, it's definitely, it's, it's honestly really weird. Cause like COVID really shut down New York city 
Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like where I was probably most likely to get booked and was getting booked. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like ventured out into Philly because they were still doing like some underground stuff. So being, being there so often, I started getting booked there more often, but now that New York city is slowly opening back up, um, you know, it's not, it's different promoters and organizers doing the events. It seems like it's like a different right. crowd of people nowadays doing it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, um, again from just being out and showing my face at all these different events i've networked made connections and now those people are booking me in back in new york so that's it's so nice cool. to be playing shows and big dub is definitely probably like the biggest most serious one that i've played so i'm definitely gonna go crazy for that okay yeah so how are you preparing for the set <laughs> so it's funny i actually was supposed to play i did play a show for our opening well yeah opening up well technically i was after him but mm-hmm. it was this uh freaky and zoopstool in philly they were, they were on tour they had a philly stop and um i ended up having a later set time than i was expecting it was that was the one for my birthday i thought mm-hmm. i was gonna have like 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock set or 12 to 1 sound like that which is like prime time mm-hmm. but the, because it was two headliners and all this other stuff I played like an hour after the headliner. So at that point it was like 3 a.m. So oh like God. it was kind of dead. So I basically like prepared, like, you know, I just recently got like a third deck for like my DJ setup. Usually everyone's mm. got two. So a club setup is four. I got three. So I'm like almost at the full yeah. setup. <laughs> but um not a lot of DJs use three and because I don't have access to them. So because I was able to use three, I just curated a crazy set thinking I was gonna have a crazy birthday energy yeah it wasn't really that so i played that like 15 minutes of that set for the promoter to show him what i could do kind of a thing the crowd was loving it and then the crowd that was there it was like 15 people maybe at that time but there was still mosfets going (laughs) off and it was still a good time so um i'm basically gonna be using some of that set um and then basically Mm. the plan is to use three decks as long as i can just to keep the energy up constant yeah and and that's going to be the nine o'clock set at new camp which is going to have like the visuals and everything the lasers and then 1 a.m i'm playing um at the pavilion which is like like a like a a pavilion kind of like a gazebo Mm -hmm. kind of thing and um there's like a dubstep it's like each day is a different theme so thursday is dubstep night okay so because i'm just because i just played dubstep at the one stage i'm probably going to do more of a rhythm kind of set i think Mm, it's like nine o'clock is going to be like dubstep bass kind of some weird stuff yeah, um, I even I even have been kind of branching off into playing like bass house because I'm very big on like not playing one genre and I mm-hmm. see other artists do. It. I think it's so cool when a heavy ass artist plays house yep. just to kind of get the crowd moving, you know, once in a while. So love it. Um, I do kind of want to see if I could throw that in there. Just, you know, I have I, I, I like to have like an idea. I also like to freestyle and go based off the crowd. I feel like this is going to be the first um Mm -hmm. festival i'm gonna have like an engaged crowd a lot of times i play um the crowd is like they're just kind of there i feel like Mm -hmm. yes sometimes i get like you know the crowds that start the pit and whatnot but i want to i want to have a crowd when i when i say like let me see you or let me hear you yell everyone yells you know what i'm saying and like i get the energy back yeah so i'm thinking that's that's gonna be the one because we were just at the same venue for a smaller festival and even at like 11 o'clock, I was like, yo, Big Dub is going to be a vibe at this stage. <laughs> so That is so cool. Wait, what are the dates of Big Dub? Uh, 27. It's weird because it's like technically okay. it's 27, 28, 29. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but you can arrive early as Tuesday. Cool. Okay, cool. So, so if anybody's going, this will be out before then. Please yeah. go watch his set. That's going to be awesome. I'm glad you said that though, because I, I wasn't planning to go into this with you, but since we're here already, let's chat about it. Um, I love that you said the different DJs like playing different types of genres because I feel like there's more and more of that 
now, even for example, Jaws is playing, doing a block party at Avant-Garde or Brooklyn Mirage in August, and they just announced Gasly is going to open. I feel like Gasly is one of those people too, who like sometimes plays heavier stuff, but then also plays house. So I never know what genre to call him. And then you have Joyride playing like drum and bass sets now at festivals. So like, I feel like that all those artists, Joyride, (laughs) Jaws, um, who else did you just say? Gasly. Gasly. Yeah. Those are like the perfect, they complement each other very well because they're Mm -hmm. bouncy, but they can throw some heavy, like Jaws at Lost Lands was sick. Like that was one That's of the most awesome. unique sets because he was doing like the classic Jaws, you know, bass house, but he was also giving you that dubstep. And like Jaws back in the day was lit. Like he was, he, <laughs> yeah. was, he wasn't just house. Once the whole bite this thing yeah. came about, he really kind of went down like the bass house, mm-hmm. kind of like more funky route. But he definitely used to be heavy as fuck back in the day. I love it. I th- I agree with you though. I think like, I mean, maybe my attention span is short, but that's why I like the artists who give you a mix. Like, I think that's why Seven Lions has grown so big too, because it will be dubstep, but then it'll be side trance drops in there too. I don't know. I like the variety in a set as well, because sometimes you don't just want strictly like one note the whole time, unless you're in the mood for that. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see one of your sets. And I, and I noticed <laughs> like more bigger DJs doing that. Like the, the yeah. one thing that I've been trying to get away from is like, yeah, I have this whole channel about dubstep and rhythm and made them rhythm merge and stuff like that. But what I realized is like, first of all, rhythm is like the most toxic community in EDM. I feel a lot of people kind of <laughs> know that. I can see that. And I don't want to be like associated as a rhythm kid because rhythm kids yeah. only play rhythm. Like you're not going right, to go right, to right. a core rhythm show and hear some some house or some even like yeah, you know, no, no, some no. weird funky stuff. And I don't want to I don't want to be calling myself a rhythm kid and then going and playing like house. Because this kid's this kid's not a rhythm kid. Like and that's why I'm yeah. trying to get away from the rhythm and just be a DJ and just mm-hmm. a content creator, you know what I'm saying? And not just be a rhythm kid or a rhythm DJ. I want to be more than just rhythm because rhythm mm-hmm. is kind of whack, <laughs> you know, like, th- like <laughs> triggered, <laughs> you know, like not like, obviously I love rhythm, but there's yeah, a certain yeah, yeah. kind of rhythm. And like, you know, if I, if, if it, like, yeah, like I said, a certain kind of rhythm that I like and rhythm mm-hmm. has just become so watered down and like mainstream and everyone's calling subtronics rhythm and like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I so, think I don't even want to really like Graham Green can have the rhythm stuff. You know what I'm saying? He definitely is the expert and <laughs> yeah. like he's, he is more reputable. I just know what I like and mm-hmm. I'm not more so educated on like the culture. I mean, I am, I definitely have been around the culture as enough, yeah. not as much as him, but like, you know, also you look at rhythm kids, they're all wearing all black, black nail polish. Look at me, bro. I'm wearing bright ass colors, tie all the time. You know, I'm not it's a really different a vibe kid, over here. You know? yeah. so <laughs> I just like what I like. I do what I do. And you know, Good. I love it. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think you get more of an appreciation too of music, like the longer and longer you're in this community, you realize like, it doesn't matter. It's all good. Like there's nothing against it, depending on what you like. You're not shit. If you play a certain genre, it's just, you know, I have an appreciation for all of it. So, okay. Today, we're also going to dive into Lost Lands. I know you, how many times have you been now? Three times? About to be the fourth. Fourth, fourth is here. Okay, cool. So I wanted to do, I haven't covered this at all really on the podcast and you're the perfect person. So I definitely want this to be like informational. So I will chat about the camping experience, all that good stuff. Um, and I know you have some strong opinions on how the festivals change over the years too, but can you take us back to the first year you went, like what drew you to the festival and what was that experience like? So it's funny the first year I saw the lineup and like at this point, I'm already a big excision fan. Like I saw excision my first time, maybe in like 2015 or so at the PlayStation theater. Maybe it was even the best buy theater Mm -hmm. at that time still. And, um, I was just blown away. Craziest thing I ever saw. And, uh, you know, up until that point, obviously. And so I was Mm -hmm. a big excision fan and, um, 
So when I saw he was doing this on festival, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like not really kind of under like grasping the concept. Then I saw the lineup and I was like, yo, this is crazy. But me, I'm still a little baby Brian, not even the festival finesse yet. Like this is this I've only done mystery land and um, Camp Bisco for camping. Both those festivals are in a two hour radius. Farthest mm-hmm. I've ever been to a festival is for Moonrise in Maryland, Baltimore. Right. So. The, the thought of going to Los Angeles like unfathomable. I was like, it's eight hours away. I got work. It's too. It's too soon. Yeah. So the whole reason I ended up going, which is, is it sounds kind of crazy, but like the girl I was talking to had tickets, and she was like, mm-hmm. "Yo, you have to come." Blah blah blah. And it's always because of a girl. Yeah. Right. And like, <laughs> I don't even t- oh, this this girl. I don't even talk about this girl no more. Like, I don't even like to say her name because she we did stay me on so the mosh dirty. Queen. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm definitely. Yeah. It was not the mosh queen. Someone different. <laughs> but um yeah so i I basically like she also didn't have a car so she was Mm -hmm. like if you if you can drive us like we'll pay for gas like blah 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 and i was like the lineup is crazy and i asked my boss hey like would i be able to get off like these dates and like two weeks before the festival not even and (laughs) he he was like sure why not and i was just like for real like you would let me take off thursday friday saturday sunday come back on monday and he was just like as long as you can work monday tuesday wednesday leading up and i was like nice and so i sent it and of course like day day i go to the festival my car breaks down my car doesn't work so i have to spend like 700 dollars to get it fixed at like a a spot like the morning of i picked up and like the girl i was talking to she like missed her flight so she was getting home late but she was coming from florida (laughs) so there's just this whole crazy we got to the gates a half hour after they closed and we were supposed to be not let in, but we had like an email saying we could get be, be let in. Mm-hmm. And we had to like show some person who showed another person. And like, we were like the last people in for the night. We oh were my flying God. doing like a hundred to get there. Cause we knew it closed <laughs> at 10 and we were watching, you know, we were going to get there like 10, 20. So we were like watching, oh. you know, yeah, it was. Definitely so you're driving stressful. from New Jersey there, which is like eight well, hours. So right? I had to go to New York oh, okay, and then, okay. and then to, and then, oh, yeah. Geez. So Ohio. <laughs> yeah. So it was definitely a mission. And, uh, it was definitely last minute. And what's even crazier is, so that same weekend was high caliber in uh, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And so I basically was posting, I was trying to sell my ticket to high caliber and I was trying to buy a lost lands ticket. And someone hit me up and was like, yo, I'm trying to sell my lost lands ticket and buy a high caliber ticket. And I was like, that is meant to <laughs> it be. Was meant. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I got my ticket for like, for mad cheap, basically the week of That's and awesome. it's full send. Wow. Oh my God. So you did camp like the first year was 2017, right? I yes. think. And you did camping right off the bat. Yeah. Okay. What was the camping experience like? Cause I've heard nothing, but people love it. Like that's, they rave about it. So, um, the camping, this was like probably, so it's actually weird because this was the first camping festival. I did car camping. So, uh, well technically second, but the mm-hmm. first one was, um, mystery land, but I was like off site, So I had to get shuttled to the to the venue grounds okay and um so i did have car side camping and we had like a fireplace we had a picnic table we had a water faucet all things that i thought came at every campsite and we had mm. like mad space and then so 2018 i go to bisco and there's no there's no car side camping at all yeah. and i brought everything i would think i could fit in my car that i was going to drive to my campsite and now here i am lugging all of my stuff from the parking oh. lot to a trailer and then you basically get shuttled on like a little like a hayride kind of a thing Mm-hmm. to your campground and then you gotta lug all of your camp stuff to a spot i went with me one Jeez. other girl carrying all of our camp stuff and yeah so when i went to lost lands it was like okay this is kind of how camping is supposed to be car mm-hmm. right next to you 
you're on, you're on grass, you're on flat ground. Like San Francisco is on a mountain, you know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> mystery land, I had to, I couldn't go back to camp. You know, I, once I was at the festival, I was kind of at the you're festival. There. At least yeah, when you yeah. have camping on site, you can go to and from your campground mm-hmm. and uh, you have just the luxury and like the convenience of not having to worry about drive, Ubers, all that kind so of nice. stuff. So definitely like if you're going to Lost Lands, the hotel is not the wave. I highly do not advise getting a hotel. Mm-hmm. Camp, the campgrounds are, to be honest, there's nothing really crazy about them. Like there's no, like, you know, like camp EDC has the pool and like all this stuff. There's right. a couple vendors. Um, and like the thing that's honestly crazy is they have life-size dinosaurs throughout the campgrounds. And when I say mm-hmm. life-size, I mean, like they are li- like, you don't you, <laughs> like massive yeah, ass are, dinosaurs. Like, I, I was sitting at the, I, I was sitting just like way back in the festival one time. And like, I'm sure everyone knows the big, the long neck one that they have at Lost Sundays, like infamous mm-hmm. on the stage. And I was looking at the dinosaurs and I was like, yo, these dinosaurs literally ate the trees as their grass. Like the grass, <laughs> the trees were the grass for dinosaurs. And I was looking at the trees like, yo, them things were fucking massive. So like, and yeah, they do a really good job of like making it like a prehistoric vibe. Like the, the yeah. grounds are perfect. Like it, it would be weird to have Lost Lands somewhere like Imagine where it's like very like, or like, or, uh, or I don't know, like Sunset where it's like in a parking lot or mm-hmm. in a very like, uh, like, like forest very it's very alive you yeah, know, yeah, lost yeah. Lands, the grounds are kind of like dead and dusty and like prehistoric like Makes you sense. don't you don't really realize that but like when i when i started making the videos i was like the whole vibe of lost lands is very like it makes sense caveman-ish you know like that that kind of era got it okay i love the theme i think that's all i like the festivals that like lean really heavily into a theme i don't know i just think the whole thing plus people get dressed up to match the theme too like it's all base heads and things like that i don't know even the stages like talk about the production that they've had over the years bro the first year was crazy so they had the they have like picture like like a movie screen but like Mm -hmm. times three like just a massive led oh my god and then they had two dinosaurs that were like ro- robotronic or whatever like robot like they would move mm-hmm. and like to like like that's the music but they were just like so cool robotic dinosaurs like life-size on stage facing each other and then they had volcanoes on the side that literally <laughs> at certain when x play they shot up x's in the fire and i was like that is so cool what yeah and then like he has the pyro is insane it's pyro all along the front and then on the top of the stage is pyro on the top so he can have like when the, when that stage lights up that stage lights up like mm-hmm and uh lasers like i don't know if it has confetti honestly i think like that's the one thing that they don't really do mm-hmm. um but they have the co2 and the fireworks and just awesome. honestly like the visuals like this the production just like the amount of leds and the visuals like when you actually no one really understands how big it is until you're there like being in the media section seeing how big that if you fall off that stage you're going to the hospital like yeah. it's like a 50 foot drop oh, like if, if you fall off the DJ's dance on the table like it so yeah, they're so. sitting high up on that's main stage right yeah so yeah, you yeah. have to probably walk up like three stairs of sets to get to the stage like from backstage what? it's oh not just God. like you are really up there so what are the other stages like how many are there there's only actually so there's one other main stage and then when the well so i'll talk about that there's one other main mm-hmm. stage the first year 2017 it was it was called the cave of souls and it was more of like a like a like an enclosed kind of thing, like a dome, kind of like, like a base tent, like a mm-hmm. tent at Moonrise, but it was like circular. Yeah, I know you're talking like a mega structure <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, so what was crazy about that is like, it didn't have any dinosaurs or anything, but like it had the production, but the lasers in it, like enclosed were crazy. Mm-hmm. Lights were bouncing off everywhere and they had lights posted like throughout the thing. So it wasn't <laughs> like the lights were coming from just the stage. They were coming from the whole entire dome. So the second year, 
they made um that stage into a full-size stage with no dome or anything and it had Mm -hmm. like one of the giant dinosaurs like you know as like the main centerpiece and then just leds basically lined along um the sides okay 2019 that stage was the same thing but they just had more like bigger leds focus on the center because mm-hmm. the one year it was just literally the same just long horizontal you okay. know leds across the front so the second year at that stage they made more of a bigger main screen and then smaller side screens what's Got also it. cool about that stage is um they have like pillars like throughout that are um part of like the production so i don't know if you've ever it's it's a really unique thing you can mm-hmm. see in the videos at certain points but when like it's just even in the crowd like when you're so far back the crowd is still lighting up from the pillars so like the whole entire crowd is lit up and it's very like immersive no matter where you're at kind of so both stages are crazy and then so they have the sound camps which aren't i wouldn't really call them stages and i'm like very uh, not against them but i don't really i was never really a fan of them Mm -hmm. because the first year they had them in the sound camps so i actually liked well they had the sound camps in the campground that's what i meant to say okay and they were um so it was basically like they were just lined lined up like side by side you didn't you have to walk maybe 20 feet to get to the next one the thing Mm -hmm. that sucked was they were divided up with basically like cargo trailers um so the sound bleed was really bad you could hear and it was just all just kind of all over the place and it was very chaotic because it was just everybody in one area Mm -hmm. and it was dark there was no lights you know outside of the crowd it was just the stages yeah well what what was kind of cool is because it wasn't in the festival grounds there was no like line to get in there was no real security check it was so people were bringing like lawn chairs and like camping tables and lanterns coolers and just chilling yeah so that that's what was cool about it but the thing for me is from going to the main stage to then going to the sound camps it's like drastic difference it's just very you have to really kind of like want to see the artist or and even Mm -hmm. still like or it's like it's kind of like your first time at you know Mm -hmm. at a festival like that you want to just take it all in kind of a thing you want to just not miss a beat um but for me uh it's just i kind of prefer to chill out camp and just or or explore the campgrounds you know like that is just you're you're like this you're just you know like Mm -hmm. crowded up it's dark and uh, it's very like the sound bleed is crazy and it's not very loud because they have like noise restrictions after a certain time for like the, the town. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Then to 20, 2019, they switched up the whole format of the sound camps and they brought them into the festival. So Got after it. the festival ended, they basically like shut down all the stages and a lot of people left, but mm-hmm. a lot of people were also coming back for the sound camp. So like Lost Lands, you cannot fathom how many people are like are there it's it's insane because oh like God. when when you're at a festival like edc vegas or well that's that's too, mm-hmm. that's too big of an example but let's say like <laughs> edc orlando or yeah. uh you know forbidden kingdom or moonrise even izu those mm-hmm. massive festivals there's four or five stages lost lands has two so yeah, you only surprised got like, by that yeah so every, it's just it's way more crowded it's just as many people but with less places to go less places to scatter them up so everyone right. is more you know, it's just like the, the, the crowds run so deep and you can't really like I have a couple so of videos where you can see how far back I am and how little the stage is still. Like, yeah. And how many and just because I was a little bit elevated and there's just waves of people in front that's of me. So but, um, interesting. I wonder if they'd add a third stage. Like, they, that, I don't think that's what that's what I, I was hoping because with like seeing the house on, I was like, there has to be a house stage. There's no way. Right. Yeah. Then I think that... you can't put that in the middle. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, so what they did for 2019 was they brought the sound camps into the festival and mm. kind of had like different locations. And so like 
they would basically take the main stage and instead of using like the main middle, they'd put you off to like the left and you would use one panel of the main stage. You got, it, got it, got so it, got like it. Okay. The, it's got three main, it's got three panels, the main middle one, one left and one right. Mm-hmm. You might have the DJ playing in front of the left one, but yep. only the left one is on. Yeah, and so that's okay. where the visuals are being displayed from. He's still elevated over the crowd and everything. That's so but, interesting. Uh, the crowd is not geared towards the middle. It's geared off to the left. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And then um, what's also really annoying is the sound is at a point where you can hear conversations in the crowd. So it's very like there's it no really energy unless you're right down. next to the speaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, interesting. Um, so yeah, I did a lot of like sound camp watching from like the like from just sitting down. Like I was more so just started chill. Mm-hmm. Um, and what also sucked too is like you have to like we left. So basically, like our plan is after the festival ends, go back to camp, regroup, go back to the sound camps, chill, okay. get a drink, grab a bite, whatever. This let's let's get the group together because we end up splitting up. You know, we're like mm-hmm. six cars deep. So we regroup after the festival, and then. Once the majority of us are there, we go back into the sound camps. But we did that. It was 2 a.m. And I was like, why is there a line this long? It was like, you know, like <laughs> at 2 a.m. I was like, why yeah, are yeah, we yeah. waiting to go back in on something like this? And I was like, I'm not doing that, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not, yeah. not for something not like not crazy. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm missing excision. It's, I'm it's, someone, it's someone I've seen. And again, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the other yeah. thing. When I look at the lineup and how many artists I've seen, I've seen a lot of these artists. And the mm-hmm. ones that I haven't seen, I probably will see. And like, that right. was another thing I was like, I'm going to touch upon in my lineup review is like, everyone sees all these lineups, all these artists in the sub tier, like, you know, but all those artists are playing the sound camps. So all those artists are getting half mm. production, half the volume. And so interesting. Okay. And like, there's going to be conflicts. So right. you can't see all those artists and everyone and I'm, like everyone's, oh, I'm so hyped to see this artist and that artist in that little, that sound, cl- and that, not sound, mm-hmm. cloud, that sound camp tier. And um, I'm like, I'm probably not going to see them because it's right. just it's 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 almost too much in a sense. Like we just went from three o'clock to twelve o'clock, and now now y'all are trying to do <laughs> more. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's like it's the same way. Like going to the festival, going to the after party. We just did ten hours of this shit. Yeah, now you can't do it every we're night. We're about to do more inside at a smaller venue with less people for some you just saw with mm-hmm. less production. Why would I pay this? You know, it just. I'm a chill. Interesting. I know, but yeah, I know, but this is so, this is so good. Like I just learned so much about it. Cause I had no idea. I mean, you guys definitely go watch um, Brian's videos cause he has vlogs and all this. So you will really like get a good feeling of the production and all that. But I had no idea. I would say even me never attending, I would say I, I could see them expanding the popularity of this festival has gotten to the point. So I could see them doing a third stage. I think that would be awesome. And he thought, yeah, like let's chat about this year's lineup. Cause it's interesting. This is my thing with Los Angeles. I never really dissect the lineup too much every year, but with Excision's subsidiary records, which was new during the pandemic, like I do feel like he makes the effort to discover a lot of like new talent. However, I also feel like, doesn't it get to the point where some of it gets repetitive? Like, are there a lot of names that are on it every single year in your opinion? Yes. So (laughs) I I have actually died because Lost Lands was kind of like, the festival that made me kind of go into vlogging because when i realized i was like i went to the first ever festival and this shit mm-hmm. was like iconic so people coming next year are going to want to see what the first year was like mm-hmm. and that, that when i when that kind of clicked i was like i should do this so there there are no 2017 lost lands vlogs on the channel there's actually one okay like 2017 but what i want to do for this year is i want to do like a before the festival finesse and watch those vlogs with commentary and me oh, talking about yeah so just because like awesome. that year was unmatched because that year was one it was all dubstep there was no weird there was it was just all heavy mm. and it was all bass heads everyone that knew what was happening 
mm-hmm. was where it was about to go down was there. All the core excision fans, all the bases, everyone had yeah, excision merch. It wasn't overcrowded like it has been in the past. And mm-hmm. so what, what what I'm seeing, and I actually heard one of my other friends say this on, in his videos, is that he is making the kind of the of the I guess evolution to from dubstep to just bass and not yeah. making it a core dubstep festival, making it a festival mm-hmm. for all bass. And I like I, I'm a fan of the idea, but I liked it more so when it was just dubstep because it was more core. Now, mm-hmm. you know, from 2019, when we had Elenium, Said the Sky, Dabin, when those kind of dudes came different out, audience. Lineup, we were seeing a whole different kind of audience, different. Uh, and and that not not to say that that like made it different, but it made it it made the energy different because mm-hmm. I, I'm one of my biggest like. I keep, I was talking about this. There's a excision set day, day one, two hours set. And the song was one of those songs that was like encouraging the crowd to start a mosh pit, open up a pit. And I literally put Brie on my shoulders to find a mosh pit and we couldn't find one. And we're like, bro, how are y'all just standing here? Not in your <laughs> yeah, head yeah, to this yeah, song yeah. when it's crazy. And I was just like, you know, that's different when I was crowd, like, different crowd. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's also like bigger crowd, like different crowd, bigger crowd. So mm-hmm. it's, it just makes the, it makes the festival like a little bit more of like of a hassle to navigate. And it's one of those festivals where like, if you leave your spot, you're not coming back to it. If you leave your friends, you're not finding them again. Mm-hmm. So it makes it more kind of like stressful in a sense. It also makes it more intense. Right. It's just you, not many people are used to, like, even if you've been to festivals, you're not used to being in that many people. It's like going to EDC Vegas or Forest. Like it is That's a so lot crazy. of people. Yeah. Yeah. I would never have thought about that. I also wonder too, because I think I talk about this on my other podcast with, um, with MJ about like house music in general. And like, it's just continuing to grow in popularity. Like, obviously I'm a huge house head, but it's just across the board. Like more and more people are getting into it. There's so many subgenres of house that are like popping off right now. It's having a, a moment for sure. So then to see, cause even for me to see bass house artists essentially on the lineup this year, like, I don't, remember that ever be like did they even have house artists in the past or this is the first so yeah. like <laughs> with, with this video like i think i'm gonna do a lineup review and then i want to do something like even like a step deeper and kind of like analyze this year's lineup based on the past mm-hmm. so what i what i spent the last day or so doing was going through the lineups year by year making a little spreadsheet of what artists were there this year what artists were there that so you can see what artists were there all three years what artists were, were not there this year what artists were added this year what artists have only mm-hmm. been there once what artists didn't really fit in kind of like you know mm-hmm. in 2017 he had sesco playing you know sesco i do not yellow claw <laughs> yeah, so oh, really? like, yeah like barong family like he was okay, one of those okay. dudes and uh Literally, like he played during the same time as like Fizo or something. No, not Fizo. During like Tramp or Fun Case. It was Fun Case. And like mm-hmm. literally the crowd was four rows deep. Like, and that was it. Like it was, <laughs> there was so nobody crazy. there. And I was like, this, this doesn't make sense right now. Like, right, this, right, right. this artist is not fit. And the same way, there's a couple artists. Like, you know, when I was looking at the lineup, I was like in the A's and I was like, uh, I forget. It was like Ace Aura, AU5, and then Arm and Hammer. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> like, okay, yeah. like that this year. Now we got so, a little thick up on like, this bitch. <laughs> like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. one thing I, I appreciate and like I'll credit Excision for doing is he's trying to put way more artists in a spotlight. And, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with Subsidia. If mm-hmm. you look up what the term Subsidia is, I don't remember, but it's basically like, it's like providing a platform for other artists, basically. Like that's awesome. Yeah. For lack of a better word, the definition of subsidia is actually it makes sense to why the brand is like that and how he's basically using it to grow other artists. And mm-hmm. he does play a lot of subsidia tunes and his sets from what I just saw at Excision. That's awesome. I mean at um reunion. Also, what's cool, just to side note, the mm-hmm. detox set also does the same thing. 
It highlights the bass producers that aren't playing dubstep, but Excision is still giving them love by doing a whole entire set yeah. of music that he likes that's still heavy, but is not your traditional dubstep. And mm-hmm. that, like, I've seen a couple detox sets, but the one I saw this past weekend, I was very impressed by. And like, yeah, so he's definitely good. he's definitely helping a lot of people out, even just by putting them on the lineup and having their name on the lineup. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, having your track on Subsidio when it came out, huge, huge. growing yeah. and following. Totally agree. Yeah. No, he's doing a lot of incredible things for the community just across the board. I know I saw he just started um, like a new page to celebrate the fans. Like he was saying, we capture so much content, like we're creating a separate page just to do that. So yeah, I I mean, hats off to him. I think it's incredible. Um, Any tips for somebody attending for the first time this year? You kind of touched on a couple of things, but. So when I saw this question originally in the email, (laughs) I was like, damn, like I couldn't really think of any. The one thing that I will like, I guess, advise is that's obviously a lot of walking. It took me 40 mm-hmm. minutes to walk from my campsite to the main stage the first or the, the last year I went. Jeez. And I, mind you, that was like the biggest year. I never had that long of a walk in the past. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the more I go, the bigger it gets, the, the like the kind of not harder, but it just the more intense it gets. And it's definitely like it takes a toll on your body, it takes a toll on your mind. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, it definitely is. I know like, you know, thousands of people are probably traveling 10 plus hours to make this trip. So it's definitely like, you know, it is like the dubstep Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's that it's that event for all the base heads. And like I feel like not so much for festival goers. Like you don't hear like like I don't know, like someone like yourself getting excited for Lost Lands because it's not mm-hmm. your kind of vibe. So yeah. it's it's pretty much everyone that likes dubstep. But now you have everyone that likes dubstep plus everyone that likes Elenium and everyone that likes melodic and everyone that likes the weird stuff. Mm-hmm. So now you have just another generic festival crowd you do not have a core base head crowd and that's like what i don't like not that i'm like Mm -hmm. hating on it but 2017 the best year ever was only dubstep right right so it's like like the biggest change yeah like as it grows it's gonna like unfortunately get if you want to call it that get more commercialized like it is what it is how is forbidden kingdom because i feel is that a comparable crowd would you say at this point um Yes, yes and no. Like it was, mm-hmm. I guess you could say that because it was like forbidden bass was heavy. definitely yeah, yeah. more bass heavy and there wasn't really too much like even weird kind of stuff. Well, actually, yeah, there was. But mm-hmm. um, I guess that's a good comparison because like if you didn't like dubstep when you were there, you were not having a good time because yeah. <laughs> like, that's all you were getting. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's probably a good comparison. But definitely just because it's so big and the hype around it, like Lost Sense is people's first festival. And I tell you, like, that's going to ruin your experience because you're not going to get <laughs> anything else that crazy. You know, right. like, there's not many festivals that can com- can, can compete with that um, experience between the camping, the production, the mm-hmm. operations. Like one of the, uh, that's why I don't really have any tips because like the operations are so smooth. Everything is so properly thought out and like they that's kind awesome. of have um, thought of all the what ifs. And mm-hmm. that's why there's, there's really, you know, and even when there are like, there have been issues of, you know, tr- like security lines. And at one point, it says, was like, y'all just need to come in. Like, I'm tired of y'all waiting, you know? <laughs> so he'll crazy. just like, there was a, there was a story one year where they were like, the security was like, like hardcore searching people, like opening every bag, cutting things open, like tearing cars apart, checking Jeez. hoods, and they were preventing the lines from coming in. Excision, apparently he, he fired people on the spot and it was just like, letting people yeah. come in yeah because wow it was, so like, that's what i'm saying he's got his he's he knows what he's doing he's not as far it's not as far as rodeo mm-hmm. and uh yeah so good that's what i've heard though that but i mean give the i give their whole team credit because to 
still be like a relatively new or like early in their yeah. festival career. Like I've heard across the board, it's just operated so smoothly and the campgrounds are incredible and they offer like wellness shops and like all that kind of stuff too for yeah, campers. Like so vending, like they yeah, have, that's so uh, cool. Yeah. So the, I guess the biggest tip is like, be ready for uh, some, be ready for a lot of like intense moments and mm-hmm. a lot of craziness. And if you've never been to a <laughs> festival, it's, you'll probably never experience anything like that until you go to another festival of that caliber mm-hmm. but like i said even still going to lost lands and going to izu or going to moonrise or Lollapalooza or any of those Different. city fests do not compare yeah so cool oh, hopefully people are getting hype right now <laughs> any other thoughts on um other base festivals coming up because i think you did a review on um hijinks as well i know you've done that before yeah so hijinks um there's there's actually a a a big festival coming up in october it's called autumn equinox um it's like Mm -hmm. the spring awakening but it's not in the spring it's in the autumn so um that festival has a lot of artists that i haven't been seeing so you kind of touched on this before like there are a lot of artists that have been here for four years and like those are kind of like the same people takes excision like excision takes on tour sullivan king kaiwashi Dion timmer and Mm -hmm. as much as i love those artists and how good they are i would much rather see some of those smaller tier artists replace them and give mm-hmm. them the, they got the spotlight bro we've seen them hundreds of times on the Switch same it up. you know yep. what i'm saying Let, let's see the underground on the main stage and let's let's get some fresh content and some fresh faces for the crowd because Agreed. like i said seeing Dion timmer three years in a row at lost lands is like okay it's you know but yeah I, I agree but I, but I could see like marauda through times as well and it would be like a little bit different because i feel like marauda is like mm. i feel like when i see him it's a little bit different every time i see dion i kind of feel like i'm getting the same thing i don't know it's like you be saying about marotta but but i mean i, I could mean. say that I, about like I, I love her but like no hey guys i love space mom but every time rez is on a lineup i think the same thing too i'm like rez is on every single lineup and she plays a similar same, set like... at almost every time yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I agree with you or like people complaining like yeah elenium isn't on this lineup i'm like elenium is on every other lineup headlining guys like relax i agree with you about autumn equinox so i'm glad you brought that up i remember i can't think of anybody right now but i remember seeing that and being like they picked different artists yeah. like this is refreshing they exactly. there's some different That's people why, that, it caught my attention also yeah. starbase i just did that mm-hmm. and like after doing the review i was like it's too melodic for me but they mm-hmm. do have some crazy heavy hitters marauda midnight tea company so like Mm-hmm. overall like it's that that's that's gonna be a big deal but for me it's it's like go like i called it the melodic dubstep lost lands like the melodic lost lands yeah basically. exactly <laughs> so it's gonna be a big deal for some people but not for me just because i'm not into the melodic all that much and mm-hmm. you know i was i am a big slander fan but not that big like i'm only a big slander fan because i literally watched them play at webster hall not knowing who they were and now i'm seeing them headline you know that's what I'm crazy saying? So like, yeah just to just to kind of see the growth and like watch them go from these little people playing after the headline or like closing out webster hall to playing you know back-to-back their own festival yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. festival is crazy it is and i feel like when artists do that like the way excision did it, i feel like their festival is going to be fucking sick same thing with wakan they mm-hmm. had their own festival it's fucking sick so not that i've been but i've just heard things yeah and uh, i feel like when an artist gets behind it and it's 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 kind of more so for the people and not so commercial because like who was easy for it's for the money you know what i mean mm, you know what like I mean? you have like, like dirty bird records like that's like a whole fucking <laughs> whole yeah. vibe whoever goes to dirty bird camp out like it's like an intense atmosphere from what i've heard so yeah no I, i'm all for it I, i'm excited to see more artists like branching out and doing their own thing but i do wonder yeah excisions team 
nailed it. So I am curious to see how everything goes with slander. I can't think of anybody else who right now off the top of my head, who's doing their own festivals, but I'm sure in 2022, we'll see. I'm sure we're going to see a, like a Cyclops festival. I feel mm. like that's going to be something like not maybe in the near future, but he's definitely like one of the next artists. With yeah. That kind, or like Alenium did, did one recently. Oh, he's having um, it in December. He's yeah. doing like an all inclusive or something like that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What do, What's your festival schedule like this fall? Where can people find you? Um, so August is pretty dry. I don't know any festivals happening in August, but there's a couple Webster Hall shows. Marada um, in August at Webster Hall will be at. Um, we're also talking about going to Kazo, ATLians and Calcium in Washington, T- in Washington, DC at Soundcheck. Mm-hmm. That's an insomniac event. Um, and then, like I said, we have Big Dub at the end of July. And then September, I have probably Izu the first week. And then we have Imagine the second week and then Lost Lands the third week. And then I told myself and my mom that that was going to be the, the end of it. And then I was yeah. going to like <laughs> go job hunting because festival season's over. But there's still a couple festivals in October. You have Freaky Deaky, you have Starbase, you have mm-hmm. Autumn Equinox. So, and then Hijinks at the end of December. I don't think I'm going to be at Hijinks, but there's also festivals like locally, like High Caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, no EDC Orlando? Not on, not, I can see like, so I'll, <laughs> I'll give you some inside information. Yeah. I just got off the phone with someone from Insomniac and they have this content creator program. I don't know if you're aware of it, mm-hmm. but I got, someone was like, yo, you should submit to this. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, and I submitted, mm-hmm. you know, an application. I got called back. They wanted to explain the program. And now basically I'm like about to be an Insomniac content creator slash promoter. And I'll have access to all the Insomniac events. So that's awesome. now that's an Insomniac event and I could have a comp to that more so it's more so likely i would go you know mm-hmm. what i mean but also i have to get a flight a hotel all that yeah, stuff a probably lot, a lot. job by then so i can afford all that stuff <laughs> so yeah but like like i told you earlier i took the whole summer off to basically yep. focus on the channel grow brand be available to go to any festival shoot any shoot any event and um, mm-hmm. i actually did like gain some some business some clients do some you know videography film some djs that's so awesome i definitely it, it definitely wasn't wasted i definitely uh did a lot for my channel and and worked you know even though i wasn't necessarily working i still worked you know i spend mm-hmm. hours up here on this computer in this room just make like you know doing recaps making videos mm-hmm. doing music stuff that's the other thing is like i'm so you know between reunion and then the lost lands lineup and like even this all of this kind of stuff to focus on the channel while it's time sensitive mm-hmm. and then i have to go do my DJ stuff right after that. And then, so like, once I do the Lost Ends lineup, y'all aren't going to see me for like a week because yeah. I'm going to be in <laughs> DJ mode, making new doubles, practicing. And then, you know, I have the show mm-hmm. on Saturday, then Big Dub. So it's just going to be straight preparation. And then after Big Dub, uh, after DJ, you know, it's the mm-hmm. DJ hat is off. I go to Big Dub. Then I got to put the editor hat back on and do the whole vlog stuff and post, you know what I'm saying? So it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a lot of work and it, it, it sucks because like, you know, we would, mm-hmm. we came back from reunion, eight hour drive, got home at 11 o'clock and I'm boom, right to editing. Like there's mm-hmm. no chill. There's no, cause like what I've noticed, the faster you get it up, the better it performs. So like, I didn't want to post ED. I didn't want to post Lost Lands content before I had all my reunion content done. That just makes, doesn't make sense to have like mm-hmm. reunion, reunion, Lost Lands, reunion, reunion, you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. finished all my reunion content, literally posted the last two recaps before I got on here, Hesh and company. And now I'm about to do the lineup review 
edit that hopefully before the day is over. And then I can spend Mm -hmm. the rest of my week getting ready for my set on Saturday and then continue. Jeez. You are working. I don't think people realize like even with you, like building up your platform, like there's so much time and energy that goes in, especially in like you've built up such an incredible community already. So like, I think you, you know, where this stuff is headed and everything like that, you know, best of luck with the job, but yes, thank you. <laughs> you've got this going on and it's going really well. So it's so exciting. And yeah, it's been amazing to see your growth, but it's hard fucking work. I don't think people realize when they start a channel I would rather, or something. I, would rather just be, I want this to be the work that yeah. I get paid for you know but that's mm-hmm. why i don't want to that's like i'm also fearful to get a job and then have this on the back burner not even not even in regards to like having time because mm-hmm. i mean the last job i had it actually allowed me to get editing done on the clock yeah just because of my position but um you just never know n- now it's like i don't want to have a job that needs me on friday night or saturday night and i can, then that takes away all my shows festivals mm-hmm. like well, how many days off can i get a lot of the jobs i've worked at have been very flexible if i get off now i'm in the position where i need a full-time job nine to five paid time off and all that kind of stuff which mm-hmm. i'm not really used to honestly so it's definitely going to be a little bit of like a like a like a learning curve i guess like just yeah reality check i guess but i've been working since i was like 17 18 so like i've always mm-hmm. had a steady job this is, this is the longest i've ever not had a job Right. And now I'm kind of at the position where I want to, you know, not just get another job, but start my career. I tried to do that during the pandemic and I struggled. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, damn, maybe I'm not as good as I think. My unemployment is running out. I got to start settling, you know, and Mm -hmm. just, you know, not being so picky. So whether I do something in the video field or just typical, like, you know, like a warehouse job working for Amazon, something like that, I'll be content as long as I can keep doing this festival finesse thing yeah i agree with you i think like i'm very big on when you find the thing you're like most passionate about and you love doing and it doesn't feel like work like you need to spend as much time as possible in that zone because i just think like more opportunities will come to you i don't know when i just feel like when you're in that zone really creating what you're supposed to be creating and focusing on when you love like the right opportunities and things like that come but it is a risk it's not not I mean, everybody is up for that I keep, the keep, <laughs> I keep saying to myself is you know, at this point, as long as I keep doing, I'm only going to keep growing. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. when I stop is when, you know, I hit my peak or yep. I start going downhill. So if I keep going, I'll keep growing. Mm-hmm. And hopefully by the time, hopefully I can go to a point where someone wants to hire me for something, you know, in, in the festival no doubt. field, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, look, look what you just said, insomniac called you. Yeah, like, right? That's what I'm saying. Like yourself can... three years ago. Like what the yeah. hell? So, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. You got to kind of step out of yourself. I do this too. I'm like, it's always like, so go, go, go. And then uh, I had like um, a coach tell me, she was like, you don't let things penetrate you. Like you don't let moments of like really incredible things that happen to you, like sit because you just think about the next thing. She was like, you need to start like allowing yourself to like celebrate these like huge fucking things that happen to you. So yeah, same, same thing for you. It's crazy playing big dub. That's awesome. Two yeah, sets. That, 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 like- <laughs> I don't think it's going to hit me until I get there because like, yeah. like I said, every crowd I've played for has not been the crowd I've wanted to play for. If that makes sense. Like I want to, mm. I don't care how big it is, but I want to play for a rocking room, yeah, not yeah, yeah. a room of everyone just there listening in the background or just kind of there to get drunk or whatever. Like I want to mm-hmm. be there. People that want to see me yep. I feel like big dub is going to be the opportunity because people one, I'm not really from that area. You know, if you're mm-hmm. from, if, if you've, if you're from New York or Philadelphia, you've probably seen me. It's not that special. You know what I'm saying? I'm always around. It's just Brian. But now <laughs> when I'm at Big Dub, I go from Brian to the festival finester, especially doing Big Dub vlogs in the past. I mm-hmm. kind of have a familiar face in that venue. 
and then being on stage i feel like is gonna awesome. people like people i've seen post in the big dub group chat or the big dub facebook group like oh like push like i'm excited to check out like these artists like you know put my, my name is on the list and i'm like oh shit like that's cool that's like, so i don't cool. even know this person is mm-hmm. so that's why i feel like once i get there i'm gonna be like yo like i'm finally give it doing all it. you got like, yeah because yeah. you never know who's watching exactly so. Mm-hmm. You never know who's in the crowd. All right. Well, on that note, plug where everybody can find you. Where can they connect with you? YouTube, youtube.com slash the festival finester for all the content that we've probably been speaking about prior, plus new content on the way uh, at the festival finester on Instagram. Um, you can join the finesse gang on Facebook, which is basically like my little group of people where I basically post all my new videos, live streams, updates, announcements, merch, all that kind mm-hmm. of good stuff. Um, like the festival finesse on facebook and um i'm not really i'm not i'm not the festival finesse on twitter you gotta find me on twitter but i'm there (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys uh brian thank you so much for coming on today hang tight everybody else i'll be back in just a minute Alrighty, you guys, welcome back. So like I said, please go show Brian some love and support the Festival Finesser. Check him out on Instagram, YouTube, all the things. Uh, and definitely go see him at Big Dub if you guys are planning to see to attend that festival. Um, okay, with all that being said, let's dive into some news. I don't have too much to cover this week. Um, first and foremost, today, the day I'm recording, we are officially three months out from EDC Las Vegas, which is music to my ears. I cannot wait to go home. I'm so excited. I feel like this day would never come (laughs) at this point, but they did just announce EDC week. So we don't really have too much information other than it's going to run from October 20th to the 26th. Um, For those of you guys who are not familiar, EDC week usually takes place on the strip. Um, It's pool parties. It's nightclub takeovers. It's all that good stuff. Um, Usually a crazy lineup. It's not just the people playing the festival. There are other artists that will play the pool parties and things like that. So If you're staying on the strip, you will have plenty of things to do. So yeah, that's going to start the Wednesday before and go till the Tuesday after, which is awesome. So very much excited for EDC week. I'll be on the strip for one day on Wednesday and then I will be camping. So we'll definitely try to hit up some party for EDC week. Um, Okay, Imagine Music Festival officially announced their pre-party artist. So Thursday night, you guys can catch Ganja White Night if you're into bass music. Uh, More artists to be announced, but what does it say? You can get a pre-party pass on their website. Um, More artists to be announced. Let's see. I don't know if this is like a camp party or like where this is. I would assume that it is. Um, So yeah. Very, very cool. They've done pre-parties in the past as well, though. So this isn't anything new, but now we know it's Ganja White Night. Um, Okay, BPM Festival dropped a whole lot of stuff. So if any of you guys are interested, I definitely want to attend this event in the future. BPM is back for the 15th anniversary. This is in Costa Rica. This is January 12th to the 18th. It was obviously canceled last year. I don't even know where to begin. This is all like house and techno. Really, really stacked lineup. How many artists are on here? over a hundred acts set to perform which is crazy so many incredible artists on this lineup you guys so definitely go check that out um it's got the most incredible vibes this is like tropical paradise there's camping involved like it's definitely more of like a transformational type event on the beach as well so very cool um in other news i talked about this before but jaws announced that he's doing a block party at the brooklyn mirage 
Um, but they did just announce that one of the guests is going to be Gasly because his name was blurred out on the lineup. So it's a bl- bite this block party. Gasly is a special guest. It's going to be two stages on Sunday, August 8th. So definitely get your tickets. I will 100% be there because I haven't seen Jaws in like three years and that's like a sin. So definitely going to be there. Um, and the last thing, quick update on the Imagine Music Festival lineup um, lineup for this year. John Summit, Mize, and LPGOB are not playing the festival anymore, which came as a pretty big shock because John Summit was also going to be playing a pool party and they were advertising that pretty heavily. So something happened with a radius clause, which essentially means I'm not sure if it's Imagine's radius clause or another event's radius clause. I wasn't clear, but usually that means like say he's playing a club in Atlanta that same month, the club might say to him, you can't play any other shows within 50 miles of here for the next month. So something like that happened. So essentially he had to drop out, Mize had to drop out, and LPGOB as well. Interesting enough though, I know for sure John Summit and LP are both playing EDC Vegas and EDC Orlando. So you never know. There could be like issues with like competing festivals as well. But I just wanted to mention that do not expect to see them anymore at Imagine, uh, just so that you guys are aware. But that's all I have for you guys today. That is it. You can go on your merry way. Have an incredible week this week. Um, Do not forget to submit your submissions on the how you got into EDM topic. Really looking forward to reading all of your stories. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to say. You guys can send me voice memos too. I'm pretty sure on Anchor, if you go to the Anchor app, you can submit voice memos there. If not, Just record something on your phone and attach it to your email and I'll play your voice memo on here as well because I loved I used to do that a while ago, but we'll bring that back. Um, Yeah. And if you guys enjoy this episode, please share it with a friend. Uh, I would love it if you would make this in your Instagram story today and tag at Rave Culture Cast. I will always reshare you guys um, or if you're feeling up to it, rate and review on iTunes. But that's all I've got for you. I hope you guys go spread some love this week. Positivity. Keep it. Keep it all in a good space. We're feeling good vibes this week. Let's continue that. And yes, I'll see you in my new episode next Wednesday. Bye, guys. 